0: Welcome to episode 272 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast for Thursday, August 23rd, 2012 on tonight's show. You know, family medicine is a vast specialty out there, kids. And our task tonight on this show is to see if we can distill down the essence of it into a 10-minute video or less for an upcoming healthcare contest. Uh, my guests coming up uh, will be uh, Jerry Tolbert, Amy, uh, Amy, whatever, sorry, April Foreman, and Tony Wood. I have no idea how the show is going to turn out tonight, uh, so you may want to switch off right now. I'm just kidding. So, all that and a lot more coming up on episode 272 of the uh, Family Minutes and Rocks podcast as we open every show here. This is my good friend, my best friend in the world. Not really. He's. he's I'm stalking him. Hey, this is the uh, president of the American Academy of Family Physicians. This is Dr. Glenn Stream. If I can find his intro, here he is.
1: Um, this year, one of my commitments and and a great interest is to be more engaged with you as leaders, chapter leaders, uh, and and our frontline membership. Uh, on on Monday, a Twitter handle. I'm privileged to be the first one to hold uh, at AFP Prez P R E Z. I already have 29 followers. I feel so proud. Um, I have a long, long way to go to catch up to uh, our current student board member, Kevin Bernstein, who has a little over 1,000, and our our king of family medicine, social media, uh, Mike Sevilla, who has uh, nearly 7,000 members.
0: About medicine and social media, this is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, all for a Thursday evening here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. I'm your host. My name is Mike Savilla, Family Medicine's bad boy. Uh, I have no idea what that means. Hey, check out my new book, The Fifty Shades of Dr. Mike, on uh, paperback right now. I'm just kidding. Hey, what is this show about? Hey, this uh, show uh, is by a family physician by, uh, for the growing family medicine community, of which you are now a part of. Welcome, just by listening to this show. Hey, check out my digital library of stuff at familymedicinerocks.com, and shout out to all 10,000 people who are following me on Twitter, just just, just found out today, so you can all unfollow me now. Uh, I've reached my, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> and also a big shout out to all the 487 people who like the Facebook page for this show, thank you so much for that. Today is Thursday, August 23rd, 2012. It is 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, and here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters, it is 82 degrees Fahrenheit. So how has your week been going there, kids, out there? Again, I want to thank everybody for your continued support of the show. Um, I very much appreciate that. A lot of downloads out there for the past few shows. Thank you so much for that. For the party people out there, I've already scheduled a Saturday night show here, so I have my little show prep session with Kat today, my co-host. That will be Saturday night uh, here on the network. So, it be a good time there. And also subscribe on iTunes. Appreciate that. Did you know at the end of this month, it'll be five years of this show. Can you believe that? I have not been canceled yet by this network. So uh, very excited about that. And also, I do want to uh, announce that uh, I'm starting to put together the fall schedule and already confirmed uh, some huge interviews coming up in the next few weeks. Dr. Ted Eckerly will be here, family physician and author of the Book fractured will be here. We're confirming dates. Also, uh, Doctor Natasha Berger will be here, pediatrician, uh, and uh, who I just met a few weeks ago. And of course, uh, the great and only Kevin MD will be on the show coming up in the next uh, few weeks. So very excited about those. We're still uh nailing down the dates, and uh, when all of those are confirmed, I'll be able to share them all with all of you. But uh, for tonight's show, this is kind of an experimental show here tonight, kids. <laughs> don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if this idea is going to work. You know, when you have one of those ideas and you're like, hey, that would be a great idea to have a show. Uh, I had that last week, and um, all, all these people on hold right now are playing along, and uh, I'm hoping it's going to be a good discussion. I'll set it up here uh, just in a few minutes. Uh, but first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for having me be a featured host on this network. Thank you so much for that. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005, and if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. That's Yes, I am. I'm a family physician in full-time private practice, meaning I see patients five days a week in my office and in the hospital here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And uh, I will uh, take my break here, and uh, after the break, I'm going to be having my good friends. Come on, Jerry Tolbert, April Foreman, and Tony Wood. We're going to be talking about family medicine. We're going to be talking about... Family Medicine Marketing, we're going to be talking about how to present family medicine in a 10-minute or less video so we can win a contest and let people know about family medicine all at the same time. So this will be a fun and fascinating discussion coming up. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution just Google FM Revolution for more details, and also a member of the ProMed Network of podcasts. Just uh, go to promednetwork.com, and we'll be right back. <laughs> That's right. Family Medicine's leading voice in social media. In my own mind, this is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast on a Thursday night here on the Block Talk Radio Network. So uh, let's be, uh, let's uh, bring in my guests here. We are in four different states and two different time zones, and uh, this is all because of social media and the internet. I'm very excited about this. Uh, so first, I want to uh, welcome from Northern Kentucky uh, the host of the recently restarted Hills to Your Health podcast on iTunes. Search for it, not now, but maybe after the show. Uh, Dr. Jerry Tolbert uh, is here. Uh, welcome back to the show, there, my friend. Hello, how's it going? Good, good. Uh, I, I'm going to tease your podcast here because I listened to it today, and uh, you, you tell us, you know, uh, the significance of the color of snot. Uh, is, is that right, Jerry?
2: That's correct.
1: Uh, if you, if it for people out there that have listened to the podcast in the past, um, you know, the, this, what I'm calling season one. Um, they, uh, they they know that I like to bust uh, medical myths and one that I couldn't resist. It was a little too juicy. That's <laughs> unintended. Was um, this whole thing about green snot. So uh, I did some uh, background. And uh, th- this season I'm trying to be a little bit more judicious about the uh, the sources that I use. I mean, last season was good. This season I want to be a lot tighter. And, um, you know, I really want to talk about some of the physiological and, and anatomical things that people deal with. But there are questions that I get asked all the time. And so um I, I kinda like having something I can fall back on
0: and, and um when people ask that question I can just say here, listen to it. All right, very good, very good. Uh secondly to my right, no, not really, I don't really know where everybody's at, uh <laughs> from uh from, from Louisiana Coastal, Louisiana, psychologist, educator, feature speaker from DocForeman.com, and also Doc Foreman on Twitter. April Foreman is here. April uh welcome to the show.
3: I'm so glad to be here, Mike. And uh, I don't know if you know, but the VAPR people are all happy for me to be here too.
0: Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's great. We'll have to have a meeting after the meeting sometime. Uh, Absolutely. No, not, uh, not not now. Uh, but yeah, welcome to the show. This is going to be uh, fun. So you're you're part of our 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 our, uh, our, our group of people that's going to cause trouble. So uh, it's going to be a fun discussion just tonight. That's right. That's right. See, that's why you're here, because you you have you use the big words. Because I I don't know. Like
3: Somebody's got to Mike. Uh,
0: and finally, uh, the, the real the voice of reason for this podcast uh, from, <laughs> from Southern Kansas, from uh, Midwest Computer Solutions, MidwestCS.net, dot net. Also on Twitter at uh, a d w w w. Mister Tony Wood is here. Tony, welcome to the show, there, my friend.
4: Hi, Mike. Good to talk to
0: you, all right, so uh why don't we set this up here so um uh, so jerry uh you know you sent me this link and um and I will place it in the chat room Oh, I want to give a big shout out to people in our chat room. We have uh, Ben Miller, who's awful uh don't even talk to the guy uh, and our uh our good friend kirk Ackerson is here so well welcome to uh, to you and they're already making fun of us so in the chat room they've also uh, made a uh, Hashtag called Green Snot. So uh, there you go. <laughs> the uh, peanut gallery. That would be awesome. That's right. There are so big shout out to people in the chat room, and uh, so thank you so much for that. So um, uh, so Jerry sent me this link uh, of this uh, video contest, and um, I will put this uh, in the chat room. And uh, this is called the Disposable Film Festival Health Competition, and I'm just going to read some things from their link here. It says enter your video in the health competition. Uh, we're looking for films uh, telling engaging stories about health and health care. Entries should uh, adhere to the following. Films should be about 10 minutes or shorter. Films uh, must be about related to health or health care, showing unique perspectives of patients, doctors, and or institutions, health advocacy film, and film using data to explain and put a face on an issue, uh, use of new and emerging media or repurposing old forms of media. The deadline is September 24. 2012 at 10 p.m. Pacific time. So let me start the discussion with Jerry here. So, so where did you find this link? Uh, maybe I shouldn't know about that, but uh, what, what, what was your idea sending me to this? What, what, where, where's the opportunity here that you saw for family medicine?
1: So, so the link actually was something I stumbled across while I was on Twitter. I was looking at my feed, and, and someone had linked to another website that um, that I frequent uh, called MedGadget, and they had uh, a link. On the, page, on the front page there to, uh, to this contest, um, and, and the idea that I had was that there should be something. My, my initial idea, actually, when I first looked at it, was I, I thought about there's a hospital here in Kentucky called Eastern State Hospital, which is one of the original uh, mental institutions, and, and uh, you know mental health is one of the things that I also have a passion for other than family medicine, and, and uh, so I thought, well, I'll go and film some of the stuff of this, you know, in this old hospital and talk about the state of mental health and how it hasn't really advanced quite as far as we thought to think of it. Um, but then I thought, you know what, it's actually a better opportunity for family medicine to get out there. And, and, and if you ask the average person on the street, now most people that listen to this are are, are at least aware of what family medicine is, um, at least I hope. Um, but if you ask the average person on the street, they, a lot of people don't know. Uh, you know, they, they don't differentiate between a general internal medicine doctor and a general practitioner, which you know, almost doesn't exist anymore in the state. Um, and, and what a family medicine doctor really is. So I thought this might be a good chance to uh, kind of step up and, and be independently. Um, you know, we we all at different times, or I guess all the, the two of us at different times, you and know, I might have been a part of the academy. But And the academy does a good job of, of, you know, doing some branding. But I thought it was a chance for us to kind of step up and say, hey, I'm a family doctor. This is what I do, and this is why it's important, and this is what it means to the healthcare industry and why, why people need to pay attention to it.
0: Okay. Well good. Yeah, I mean I, I I think I think it's also an opportunity uh here and um uh let me uh, let me ask uh, you know, April, we, we you know we we've uh, you know um we've worked together before on, you know, uh family medicine issues, mental health issues, all over geeky type of stuff. Um and, um, yeah, I think this is kind of a really cool type of opportunity, um, you know, in in, in your, uh, you know, social media experience and things, you know. Um, what are opportunities that you, you see, you know, for, for the family medicine community to try to, you know, present some kind of message on this is who we are, this is what we're about, and this is why we're so cool?
3: Sure. You know, I think that, that so many of the barriers to creating substantial changes and improvement in healthcare have to do with strengthening what's happening with family medicine. I know that that's, the, I mean, for in, in my opinion, it's the primary way that people get mental health care, uh, and so it's extremely important to me that we have a strong and a vibrant family medicine system. And I think that a lot of helping that happen is largely emotional, you know, getting people to really connect with why this is important on a level that really inspires action. And I think. Uh, right now, this is a medium that really can help you do this in a way that could never be done before.
0: All right, um, and you know, Tony, the the uh, the voice of reason for this, yes, uh, this whole show. Yes, Mike. That's right. Uh, you, you, you posted some questions because cause, you know you, you put together some you know some videos before and you know something like this before and and you know starting on kind of your questions. You know, you you, you ask some great questions as far as you know who is the intended audience and what what is your intended impact. You know, what, what kind of those you know high-level things? What are those things that we have to think about as we're starting to brainstorm this process and putting this video together?
4: The primary advice to any any client that I'm talking to about any business communications, which I have done for for clients in the medical field and outside the medical field for oof, over 10 years, is who's your audience? So the identifying of your audience sounds pretty simple at first then when you get really down to thinking about who is actually going to consume this, becomes a critical – the answer to that question is critical to how you compose your message. Um, you know, 55-year-old white male, white professional males have a certain way of communicating, as do 25-year-old female college students. You wouldn't speak to them the same way, so you don't want to craft your message without considering who your audience is.
0: Um, and I, th- I think it's a good way to start. I mean, uh, I mean, I think, Jerry, you, you probably thought of this, you know, the most as far as processing things, you know, who, who, who do you think our audience is specifically for this contest? I mean, not, you know, I mean, I know our message is for everybody, but as far as for the specific contest, who do you think our, our, our audiences we have to be addressing?
1: You know, for the contest, uh, I'm thinking specifically judges, and I'm thinking people that are looking at, you know, what the, the in the intro you read there, they were talking about the impact on healthcare and and utilizing new media and old media to kind of determine, you know, where things are, and and I think that you're looking at probably that um, that general, I, I guess the demographic would be sort of um, relatively tech savvy um, media consumers that are. You know, somewhere in that you know twenty to forty range, um, and, and that's both genders. I don't think there's anything specific. You know, from that standpoint, um, the, the contest itself seems to to lend itself more toward people that are already going to be looking at these things with a critical eye toward you know how does this spread the message that healthcare is important, or how does this you know make you know show that people are making an impact on healthcare and, and changing things. Um, you know, we just went through all this. We we actually shot a commercial for our our, our um, practice, and the we went through this exact same process for that. Um, and so that that whole idea of who's your audience and who are you appealing to, um, I think the thing to, that in the back of my mind though is that that small audience is who we're shooting the film for to begin with. But what I what I would love to be able to do, and I don't know if it's, it's going to work, but this is why I brought it to your attention is I would love to be able to take this and then go further with it and, you know, take it to that FM revolution level. The idea that, you know, we're going to, we're going to show this to everybody. Um, you know, the AFP's already done a video and, and they did a very good job with it. Um, the idea of the production values are very good. Um, but it, and I'm looking at this from a kind of slightly different angle of, you know, to, to the general person on the street, you know, they don't know what family medicine can do until they really know what family medicine is.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's about making something that people want to share. Indeed, Um, right, which comes to my next question,
4: (laughs) which I think Mike was
3: probably just about to lead
4: up to, which is what is your intended emotional impact? So when you have when you craft a message like this, they're gonna people who consume it are gonna leave it feeling some way. What is your intention? And that's that's good advice for a client as well as how they're how they're crafting their message. And what they and how they intend the person to feel when they're done seeing it,
0: so okay. like do do we do we want them to be happy, do we want them to be angry? do we want them to be empowered? do we want them to i mean are those the type of questions yes. like
4: yeah, that's your... precisely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. just like when we in any in, any one of us consumes consumes popular media, you end up at the end of it, you know either on a crusade or you're you know sort of satisfied that all is well, and you know you've learned something The the journey is where we, t- we, when we're in charge, we're in charge of the journey. So where are we taking people?
3: Yeah. Like what is family medicine? Why does it need a revolution and why should someone care?
0: So do you like kind of build backwards? Is that one possibility how you, how you try to do something like this?
4: Yeah, that, that's precisely what I, that is precisely what I would recommend that we try to make a decision about where we're headed. So that we're basically building a roadmap. So, you know, we have our destination, and that's how we we make we draw our course based upon our destination. Do we get a cool animated map like Dora?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely, in fact.
0: Uh, okay, okay. If we so could get something I, for
4: family medicine like backpack, backpack, that'd be great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if I get to hang
4: out with a monkey wearing boots, I'm
1: cool with it.
2: <laughs>
1: Although most people would argue that I'm usually the monkey wearing boots. So <laughs>
0: Um I think well I th- I think I think that's a kind of a key question to to answer as far as you know when 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 they've completed, you know, watching this video, um you know, what what are the feelings that we want them uh to uh, to have? And I was going to throw this out there. I mean, I I think it's more than a happy feeling. I think I think it's it's kind of a you know, I need, as a consumer of healthcare slash patient, um, I need to help make this happen somehow. So it's kind of like an empowering type of thing. Like, I didn't know that family medicine did some of these things or are these type of people, and I want to help as a, you know, consumer of medicine to try to do something. And I'm just going to just kind of throw that out there and see what the groups think about it. Yeah, absolutely. I, like- um, I-
3: patient engagement is so important and community engagement and what happens. And I know that, I mean, one of the great things about family medicine is it has a way to be connected with patients and communities, uh, but it's probably the, the golden door for that kind of connection. And so can you, can you create that experience of wanting to be connected and wanting to be a part of that with the people who watch this video?
1: Yeah, I like that idea of interconnectedness. I like the empowerment. And the, the one thing that, that i I've been struggling with as, after you asked that question. One of the things that first came to mind was actually indignation. Um, you know, people should be indignant. Well, I don't think they should, but that that kind of came out wrong. <laughs> should we should we fight for people to be indignant that you know that that family medicine isn't where it needs to be? You know that not not only from a standpoint of of you know where the physicians and where the the insurance companies and where the hospitals need us to be but just in general i mean family medicine isn't in a position of you know we have this opportunity for leadership we have the ability for leadership and yet we don't have the role as often um you know maybe as we should for leadership
3: yeah and and it's like um it's like you know so many things have have happened have sort of inserted themselves into the family, doctor, and the patient relationship, and they make it so much more complicated for the patient and the doctor and the community to be connected. And and stuff's gotten in the way. Things are different than they were 10, 20, 50 years ago.
1: Exactly. And and that's that's something that when my dad and I were were designing our practice, that was one of the things that we really were were railing against. We were indignant that all of that stuff had encroached on it. You know, we didn't go to medical school to learn how to – to, to do the, the business side of medicine. It's important. There is an important part of that. But we went to medical school to help people. And you see all these people that come into medical school wanting to help people and wanting to do primary care, and then they do, you know, one of the high-paying specialties because they get halfway through, they realize, you know what, I can't help people because my hands are tied or I can't help people because, um, you know, nobody respects family medicine or nobody, you know, you know the the quote mm-hmm. that almost, you know, 80% of the people I talked to that did family medicine, why are you doing family me- medicine? You're too smart for that um and, and you know my answer always was no I'm, I'm i'm that's how smart you have to be um and and the i i guess my my concern is that th- there there's so many things like you said that get in between, whether that's you know a a business part of it or a uh, and community leadership
3: you know i i have a
1: ninety eight percent of a master's in public health and uh and and just being able to get out and do on a community level, some of the things that we talk about in the office—thirty or forty times a day—you um, know that that's something that that there are a lot of barriers to. <laughs> um,
0: you know, I, I have uh, I have Ben Miller on hold. So should I should I pick up this call? Oh
4: no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. That is shady. I don't know. <clears throat> call caller, are you there?
5: Uh, yes, Doctor Seville, I'm a big fan of your work. Thanks for letting me join.
0: <laughs> this, of course, is the the, the awesome uh, Ben Miller who's going to guide us and uh, tell us all uh, what we should. Uh, do. No, no, welcome, welcome to the show. I'm I'm glad that you uh, called in. Um, I'm glad that you can listen. I'm sorry that you couldn't listen the other way, but there are other options here in this great, uh, uh great social media. Uh, so uh, so how are you doing that tonight, uh, this evening, here, Ben?
5: I'm doing well. I'm still at work, which is why I think they wouldn't let me listen in. They wanted me to actually do my job, but I'd much rather listen to you guys talk. I just wanted to pick up on one of the last points that was made because I think that was quite brilliant. Um, I think that, unfortunately, the system that's been created and both uh, the previous speakers talked about this has made it where the more complicated the patient's health problems are, the more fragmented their care is going to be, meaning the more providers they've got to see, the more difficult it is for them to access the system. And primary care really cuts through that in many ways, especially in the redesign of primary care through the medical home. So I love the way this conversation is going, and I just want to continue to listen in and learn from you guys um well, great yeah thanks for that uh, thanks for that feedback
0: so um so kids do we have like do we have like our like our our emotional close there does that does that sound like we have we have our end point, do so we can work backwards from there, or do we need further clarification at this point, or what does the group think
3: like okay, so I'm really shrinky, so I just want like can we can we state in a sentence or two what we'd like to have happen?
0: Yeah, yeah, go, yeah, go ahead.
3: Well, I, I don't know if we can, Jerry. What do you think? <laughs> um, in a sentence or two, I don't know if we're there yet.
1: Um, I think you know what we are looking for is to I, I I need to formulate. Maybe we need to talk about some other things so that that, that, that half of my brain can take over and kind of put this into two sentences. Um, the one thing that keeps coming that we keep coming back to is that, like you said, the emotional appeal. Um, and that idea of, of patients being empowered to, to take care of their health care but also empowering family physicians to know that, hey, we are the hub of that wheel um, and that we are the ones that are that are the, you know, the, the old word that it still keeps coming around is gatekeepers, um, but I think a better w- word would be collators. We're the ones that put all the information together and then funnel that to the patient in a way that they can understand, in a way that they can relate to. Um, you know, we always talk about family medicine being part of your family, and, uh, and, you know, we take care of people from the cradle to the grave. I mean, there's all these, these great buzzwords about, about how we have a relationship with our patients. And that's been lost. Um, you know, the, the old Marcus Welby type doctor where there wasn't all of that, uh, barrier to care and where you, you took care of people where they were when they had a problem, um, no matter who they were or what the circumstances were, um, that's changed. Um, you know, we have conditional healthcare now. And I think that, um, you know, the idea of, family medicine being unconditional healthcare um is, is a great idea. It just sounds way too broad. So I I don't know. I am kind of just um vomiting. What I'm hearing from, mouth from you is
3: like how do you practice unconditionally exceptional healthcare in a conditional healthcare system.
1: Right. And I think that's and and I think that's a great question. And I think that might be the jumping off point. I mean I think that might be our end point. Um you know and, to, and the, the 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 jeopardy answer is what is family medicine? Um you know, I mean, that's, that's the key. That's how you practice um, unconditional medicine in a conditionalized system um, because you've got resources and you've got um, education and you've got training to be able to do all of those things. Um, you know, one of the things that there's this huge argument about defining family medicine because there's so much spectrum to it. Um, and one of my points has always been, and I've talked to Mike about this a lot, it's it, It's not so much about what we do, it's about who we take care of you know it, it it always comes back to the people when you're talking about family medicine um yeah, we may take care of of sore throats and we may take care of high blood pressure, but we're taking care of a patient with a sore throat or a patient with a high blood pressure um and, and I think that that's that's what makes it unconditional that's what makes it um you know uncompromising when it comes to, to providing good health care.
3: So how do we be unconditional in a conditioned system? How do we be uncompromising in a compromised system? How can we connect with patients when there are so many things in between us?
0: Yes um let me um, uh, let me bring back Tony in here because um I, I think we have a, a an idea of of how what the end is going to be but when you work with clients and you know they have a you know an idea of what the end is do you wh- where would you go next where, would you cuz there there's a lot of messages that we can we can go with but um, is there another direction that can help us move along a little bit um, um, as yeah, far absolutely. as the beginning or the, the middle? The next, or
4: The next question is everybody's favorite, and it's resources. And that doesn't just mean money, but it does mean money. Um, it's not just money however it can be you you mike and uh, and you jerry are have a you know very powerful media pre- social media presence inside this particular community which means that you can communicate with this community really efficiently so you can get a, you can get a message out to them and they can feed back and that can, that is a really that's a really big resource that that a lot of my clients wouldn't have because they haven't developed those presences um, any resources that you have that you intend to utilize and any resources that you have that you can utilize, you need to begin, that's more advice, that you need to begin sort of collating those and deciding which of those are appropriate for this particular project. And I know that you, Mike, and I think Jerry talked about on our chat earlier about uh, possibly bringing in some community content, uh, but I thought you might elaborate a little bit more about that.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh let's see. So we're half past the hour. Let me kind of reset everybody, uh, and then give everybody a little bit of uh a little bit of time to think here. So um uh, uh so I, I know we have um uh Greg Masters in the room. I think he's uh, he's the guest in the room there, so thank you for joining us in the chat room there. And uh Kirk is here and uh Ben is here on hold and kind of listening so but to welcome to the show here tonight so this is a, a very unique kind of show this is kind of like uh, this is crowdsourcing this is uh this is on the fly planning brainstorming uh and bringing people together uh, to uh, To put together a, a very unique project here um, on the line with us, we have Dr. Jerry Tolbert, we have uh, April Foreman, we have uh, Tony Wood, and we have uh, Ben Miller, who is eagerly listening but um, is welcome to chime in um, as he uh, uh, feels any kind of need to 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 to, uh, to share the conversation. So, so kind of where we're at right now is that you know we we kind of have a, a, a little bit of idea of how the ending is going to be, and we've talked a little bit about um, about resources and and you know um, the uh, Um, how we're going to get other people involved. But let me kind of uh, go next to Jerry here as far as, you know, as we start to lay this out, you know, we are going to probably need and probably be nice to get, you know, some other family docs and and, and other people to try to um, be a part of this, whether it's to give feedback or be on camera or be voiceovers or something like that. Tell me kind of your idea as far as trying to get some of the community involved in this project
1: yeah i mean I initially when we started talking about this one of my first ideas and this was sort of when we just were talking in very broad terms was that this idea that you know everywhere we go everybody's got a smartphone and you know they've got pretty decent um ability to capture high-res video um as long as they've got somebody to help them out or if they've got you know a tripod or something like that um but regardless of all that the idea was to go out and say you know to this community of family physicians that we're kind of plugged into um, and, and that's people that are, you know, not just um, academy members, but people outside the academy. In fact, people inside the academy may not be as as gung ho to to kind of join with this. Um, but the, I guess, the idea is family physicians from every stripe. You know, we don't want to just limit this to people that are that are um, new physicians or that are, you know, special constituencies, which is kind of where um, a lot of our base um, lie. You know, you know, we want this to be open to anybody that wants to participate that that feels strongly about these things like we do. And so crowdsourcing some of these folks that are um, you know that are that are in the community, that are out there in the trenches, that are out there providing care each and every day, uncompromising, unconditionally, um, that's kind of what I was getting back toward. Um you know, the the ultimate would be to have the champion story and talk about, you know, the the family physician that's doing X with Y resources and, and getting good results. Um, but but I think you know if to, to be honest I think spreading this out a little bit may be a little easier um, and you know having more people I mean you know the stories of people like um, the the bio Battery Clinic they're great but at the same time you know that's that it's hard sometimes to kind of capture all of that in in ten minutes.
0: Okay. Um, let, let, let me ask Tony. So. Um, you think it would be helpful at the end for like a some kind of quirky slogan or something to tie everything yeah. together? You think you think that's you think that's too cheesy? Um, I mean, I, I'm just trying to see how we can try to, you know, um, try to focus our thoughts and try to come up with some more solid type of plans
4: sure bits and uh, bits you know bit, cheesy bits you know things that are fun and funny um often come out of the development process because you want because you're looking for that kind of that kind of a, again emotional response which is re- and the reason we do those things in media is because they're really effective because we all because they're catchphrases and people repeat them because they're fun and they're funny um are is this appropriate for this project? I think it, it could be, uh, but we really haven't gotten really down to the brass tacks of what our end goal is. So obviously, if you are telling a dramatic story about you know the the, uh, the ultimate improvement of healthcare uh, through family medicine, then jokes aren't very appropriate. But if you are to, if you're telling a more lighthearted story, uh, then obviously, sure they are. I mean that's a those are incredibly useful, and we all know that from popular culture. You can, I think, we can all repeat about hundred of them if we give it a shot.
2: Okay, okay, good five to
4: know. One that may not
1: help the conversation, though. I've got about five of them on this with my tongue. though. <laughs> 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 yeah,
4: and so you see
2: how yeah. effective you
4: can
1: see how
2: and effective only, they uh, are.
4: I mean, there
0: only two of them we can use. Stick.
1: Right. So a right, or or say in in, in you know in next company.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. Only, only one of them has the no profanity.
4: Podcast is not safe for work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's oh. right. Uh, <laughs> I love the creative process here. <laughs> uh, but, but, but I think like I, I, I think uh, I think Tony's right. It's just like. You know that, that that is the key thing for for this whole deal. You know, is just if you can just kind of like you know, you know, really say you know what do we want people to feel or know? Well, basically feel. You know, at the end of this, um, it, that that is kind of a, a key first step. Um, and and we're kind of dancing around what we want to do, but it's just it's just you know. Kind of just committing to it and, and just doing it, and, and you know, and, and I don't pretend to have the final solution either. Um, but um, you know, I mean, in, in all of our you know Facebook and email conversations and things, I mean, you know, we've made a lot of progress, you know, <laughs> in, in the last thirty-six minutes than we've done in the past two weeks. So, um, so I, 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 I I'm, I'm glad of the progress that we're making. I'm I just trying to see how we can, you know, further the process here a little bit.
3: Can, can um, I ask you sure. a question? Um, you know, I was watching uh, what Jerry was doing earlier with the lasagna oath. And I have to tell you, because I'm not in family medicine, I wasn't really clear on the history of the lasagna oath and why the different parts of it were chosen the way that they were. You know, my my sense of it was that it was such carefully chosen oath. But I didn't understand where it all came from and why it was so poignant. So I didn't always understand the gravity of it. And I guess my, I guess my question is, I mean, is there a way that someone could explain that to me? And that was one of the possible frameworks for this video?
1: Sure. And that was just something that I stumbled on when I was looking at different ideas. Um, and because, like you said, it has a lot of gravitas to it. So it was kind of one of those where I read it and I was like, ooh, that fits me yeah. hard. But it, mainly because I'm a physician and, I, you know, I took that oath when I graduated from medical school. That oath is actually a modern re, restructuring of the old Hippocratic oath. Um, done by uh, Doctor Lasagna, interestingly enough, it was his last name. Uh, it was done in the 60s, and uh, essentially he sat down and said, you know what, the Hippocratic Oath uh, essentially is, is outdated. It doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense to what we what we're doing as far as the verbiage. So let's change the verbiage and keep the ideas of the Hippocratic Oath. Um, keep the core, you know, principles that they're, that they're trying to get to. Is, you know, taking care of people, not harming. You know, first do no harm. Primum non nosere. Um and uh or no no I I haven't had Latin in a while. Anyway, um so the the idea there though being you have this you have this relationship that is sacred, that is, um you know, not to use a a, a forbidden word but that is holy. Um, you know, that is that there is a, when you um I, I don't know if you guys ever watch much TED, um, but there there's a TED talk. The talk that one of the doctors is talking about a uh, the physical exam and how 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 that really is a a ritual that we have developed over thousands of years that changes how we look at what we're doing. I mean, how many other times are you going to walk in and strip down to to a paper gown on a on a sheet of paper on a table and, and let somebody examine you? I mean, that's it, it, the physician relationship is a very very fundamentally private and 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 powerful relationship um, and and. Oftentimes, nowhere more so than in a primary care setting because people are with us for their whole lives um, and so that that's kind of what that oath was going back to was that idea of of how can we take this this sacred oath that we are taking as physicians and make it um you know applicable to, to the relationship that we have with our patients today and and it was done like sixty eight or sixty nine I think so it was at a time when literally family medicine was being founded um, and so I, you know I think that kind of dovetailed really nicely in my head. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that I thought about, um, you said, can we distill this down to to one point or one idea? Um, I, th- I'm going to throw this out there, and I want you guys to kind of talk about it amongst the three of you because I've, I've talked a lot here. But um, what if our question at the end was, well, what we wanted people to feel was, why don't I have a family physician?
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah, that that's a great question. That's I think that's a really strong question.
3: Yeah, I agree.
0: Uh let me um let, let 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 me let me put this to you. So a lot of people think or really believe they have a connection to um a doctor who's not a primary care doctor, who's not a family physician and they say that's my doctor, you know. I mean um, you know, a lot of a lot of women out there say, you know, uh my OBGYN, that is my primary care doctor. Um, you know, and that is my kind of quote-unquote family doctor. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know if that, you know, really kind of affects your question at all or would that would affect our question at all, but um I'm just kind of, you know, seeing, you know, what some other reactions would be to a question like that. Sure, and
1: I and I think that's a valid point, and it's something that I've, I it, when that question popped into my head about fifteen minutes ago, that was what I was asking myself like, you know, why would that be a bad question to ask at the end? Um, but but you know, honestly, this is one of those things where it, if we're trying to instill an emotional response, we kind of have to take the gloves off a little bit, and 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 that's why I said that I think that, and this is the exact reason why I think that the, a lot of people that are involved directly in the academy of affairs definitely wouldn't want to be a part of this because they have a political um, uh, appearance to uphold. We, on the other hand, do have that, but I'm I'm not, I don't know, I'm not tied to how I look in certain, you know, settings. I, uh, I'm i willing to, to jump out a little bit and say, hey, you know what, this is um, what we're trying to do. We're trying to make an emotional appeal, so let's be emotional about it. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of my, I, I agree with you, though. You're right. There is that relationship with some other type of position in a lot of different settings. Um, oncologists are a, a big one. That's where a lot of people have, you know, if they've ever had cancer, they're oncologists. If they've got a good one, maybe the closest person to them next to their family um, or more closer than their family. So you're right, there are other groups, but I think we have to kind of focus on
2: uh,
1: this. is This is the, the hardest part for people like us who are trying to be selfless and are trying to help other people is being selfish and thinking about ourselves. Um, and it really is. I I, it, I shudder when I think about it, but when you look at media, Almost always, that's what it's about. How do I promote myself? How do I promote what I do? How do I promote, you know, where I am? And, and, and so, so well,
3: how I, do you, I think, I think you a good message. That. I mean, a good mission deserves a good message. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I,
0: mean, I, I, I think I know where you're going because I mean, I, I mean, I do love the question. I think it's a great question, and I think maybe building backwards would be, you know, maybe you know, most of the video or, or a lot of part of the video were paid. This is what family medicine this is what a family physician means to us who are making the video and then we put the question at the end and people are like oh you know i didn't know or you know maybe just to get them to think a little bit and say you know the doctor that they believe or think that is their family doctor really is not a kind of i would say true family doctor but a a family doctor the way that we define it or we you know want people to know about it does that make sense
4: Yeah, Sure. If you you set up this kind of relationship um, where you have – where you've really well defined a relationship and you're about eight minutes that you have to do it in a ten-minute video, then you can end up having people ask themselves the questions. You don't have to ask them. They'll ask – they'll think to themselves, well, my relationship with my physicians really doesn't work like that. I wish I had – I could be a – I could be – I could have that kind of relationship. Have that kind of relationship with my doctor or is it possible for me to have that kind of relationship you may be just introducing a concept that a more profound relationship is possible with a doctor because many people as you as as you are keenly aware have only you know tangential at best uh, relationships with their
3: physicians Absolutely
4: Yeah and I see that too um uh,
1: that that was kind of where I was going with this because I I I think you I think that that's why I, that when that question popped into my head that's why I asked it. I thought about it for a few minutes, and I realized that that is exactly what we could do. That's a, that's a question that we could get people to ask themselves just by what we said. Um, and then the things that we talked about at the beginning, that idea of that person that is there with you from the time that you are born until the time that you die in some cases, um, you know, that idea of that person who is sitting there beside the, the bed literally when you're born and literally when you die, um, that is a part of your family, that, that knows your family better than anyone else, um, outside of your family, um, you know, that idea of when you have a problem, especially when it comes to your health, that's the person you're going to turn to. Um, that idea that, you know, and, and it's 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 a less prominent idea now than it used to be, but, but, you know, one of the things they used to teach us in medical school was that when you go out into the community, you're going to be a community leader no matter what, you know, whether you like it or not. People are going to turn to you mm-hmm. for, for information about things. Um and that idea of being an authority figure but still being attached to people and still being emotionally involved um to a certain degree. Um that there's a there's a huge untapped mind there I think that we just aren't um digging into. And and I understand part of the reason why, but but I think that's a great jumping point.
3: Yeah. I would love um, to have the like to have have a window into the, in, like, what it must feel like when you say that oath, because when you were, I, you know, I saw the video of you saying that oath, and I, the, the sense of the, 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 like, that it meant so much to you, and I would love to feel what that means to you, that when you're taking care of your patients, how you really see the relationship, and, and why your dedication to a specific kind of relationship, and a specific kind of standard of care, like, why that's so meaningful to you, I'd like to know how that feels.
1: And I think that's actually a very big emotional point. I think that's that's one of the reasons why I kind of chose that as sort of the thing for me to kind of just dig into um, was that there's a – that more than anything I've read in in a very short, concise way sums up how I feel most of the time when I'm taking care of people. There, it, it encompasses the frustrations. It encompasses the, the joys. It encompasses everything that we talk about um, in the course of two and a half minutes or however long it took me to read it. Um, and I was trying to be slightly dramatic, so – uh, but, but the idea there is that that the emotions and the feelings that go with this, be, having other people feel those, having other people feel that, I think you're right. I think that's a great idea.
3: Yeah, because I think um, you know sometimes I don't think patients, you know, and I'm thinking of my experience as a patient, and you know, I have the experience of forming relationships with patients, and we all have the experience of being patients. Like, the, you can definitely see. See it as this is someone who's got 10 minutes, you know, seven minutes to talk to me. They may not know me. Uh, all I am is a number going through the line. And the idea that that we really mean something to you, doctors, and um, how you really see caring for us. And that you know, and I love the word that you used, like that was the word holy, and that this is the holy obligation that you felt to your patients. Like that is something I would like to feel and experience. I mean, that's that's. To understand that it means something to you understand that there are challenges to you that you're really working hard to fight do you want to invite us you know to have that relationship with you that that you're there waiting for us to to connect with you guys that way and that to me that seems like a very powerful emotional message to send
0: all right um, let me uh, just kind of check in with everybody. It is um, forty seven minutes past the hour. I just wanted to to see. Um, where are people at with their – I'm very sensitive about your time, uh, so I wanted to see, you know, how much time people had left for the discussion here. Uh, we can go past the top of the hour if people have time, but if you have to go, I, I'm definitely cool with that. Um, just kind of want to check in with everybody where you're at with, with your time commitments and things.
3: I'm here for
1: you. I am good. There may be some dogs barking in the background because I'm headed back to my house, but, uh, but other than that, I'll try to mute myself while they're going
4: crazy. I'm good,
0: Mike. Okay. Uh, so let me uh, let me kind of uh, reset the table here. So, um, so it's two minutes before the top of the hour here, and this is a really great discussion here. So um, on the line with us, uh, we have uh, Jerry Tolbert, we have uh, April Foreman, we have uh, Tony Wood, um, and uh, we're talking about this, you know, how can we, you know, Tell the story of family medicine in a ten minute video for a contest, and uh, um, I'm glad that we're having this discussion and uh, I, I uh, appreciate the people in the chat room we have uh, we have Miller we have Kirk Ackerson we have Greg Masters in there, and also a guest and also a good discussion going on in there as well um, so i I do like this question here at the end whether we're, whether it's explicit and we say it or we kind of have the audience kind of ask themselves without um, you know, us having to say it, you know, explicitly. Um, so um, so, so I go back to telling you the voice of reason here. So if you had a client here that is, you know, having, you know, this this type of discussion, they have this question here, is that how how solid is that to kind of, you know, do we need to distill that more down? Do we have to further define uh, the end of our message? Where, where do you think we're at at this point?
4: If we are asking, if we're ending with them asking a qu- that question to themselves, I think we have that's a really strong ending. Um, obviously, the the story then the, the next the, the logical next question is whether this is a more lighthearted story, or whether this is a more serious story about the relationship between doctor and patient i mean i I really like the tone of the conversation so far and it's real that's more it's a more serious tone about the about the sacred nature of this relationship and the ancient and sacred nature of it uh, which I like a lot um but that's not the only message there so ultimately right. the group has to decide what they you know what what story they want to tell I like that story
2: but so oh, you got uh, approval.
0: <laughs> let me, uh, let, me uh, let, let, let me rewind here. Uh, 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 Jerry, do you remember the wording of the question? Because it was really good.
1: <laughs> the wording that I exactly put out there was, why don't I have a family physician?
2: Okay. Or, I'm putting that oh, the Google I Docs have, have,
1: here. <laughs> right. Or why don't I have a family doctor? Uh, I mean, the family doctor thing, I think probably it, it makes it more personal. Physician is kind of a clinical term. Um, right. yeah. And, and, and I think too, that, that Kirk, I, or not Kirk, sorry. I'm, I'm used to talking to Kirk. <laughs> we talk on Twitter occasionally. Um, sorry about that. Mm-hmm. But I think that the point that you made was uh, about being, um, about the sacred being one angle of it. I think you're exactly right. I think there are other ways that we could go about it. I just think that that's the way that's probably going to play. And, and, and again, like you said, you have to look at your audience. I think that's going to play to the broadest audience. Um, you know, I think the lighthearted take on things or the the sentimental take on things that definitely plays to the to a, a decent sized part of the audience. But I think that sacred nature of it plays to a much larger portion of the audience. Um, you know, there are more people that have a belief in something or that are looking for a belief in something um, than there are that are looking for a friend. I mean, there are a lot of people looking for something but but I think that that, that idea. Makes it it elevates it I think in my mind too it it takes it from being something about oh look I'm a family doctor look yay for me Um, to to being something more about hey this is about people and this is about a relationship Um, uh, this is about building something that is that you don't get anywhere else Um, and I think that uniqueness and that that word um, but that that idea of that this bond that you're forming only happens. In this one place, at this one time, you know, uh, I think that's the, that resonates with people. Um, you know, that's the reason why I usually work holy, is because that that's, that's um, you know, it's whether you go to church or you go to temple or you go to you know the mosque. There is a there is a reason why people go to those places. They go for that feeling, that that connectedness, that ability to to feel something that is beyond themselves. And and I really honestly, you know when we were talking about that, that idea of, of inspiring that feeling, that really is, you know, on, on, on bad days, yeah, maybe there's a little bit more grumbling and a little bit less, um, you know, sacred feeling of, oh, I'm, this person's entrusted their life and their health to me. But but even on bad days, there's still times where that hits me just as hard, um, that idea that, you know, I really am doing things for this person that no one, not no one else, but no one in their else in their life right now is going to be doing. Um and then there are thousands of us that are certified and credentialed to do that um but there are how many millions of people just, that we're providing that service for
3: and it's not just the certification and the credentialing like i I can't stress enough that you know if if i if all I needed was a credential i mean that's something you can find on Google. you can find a credential, but it's about having that. You know you're you know having this very intimate and 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 transformative relationship with your doctor that that that's that that relationship is a huge element of the care that you get and it's important and and as we as patients and you as that doctors and patients both deserve that relationship um,
2: I think yeah that's, that's, a great point, actually, uh, that's yeah. That,
0: uh that that's where I found my credentials on uh, on Google out there um uh i'm gonna
2: i'm i'm gonna uh
5: i'm
0: gonna ask uh, ben to uh come in on the conversation here he has an idea so uh, ben what do you have for what? us
5: Well, just something to think about. Uh, I think there's two different ways you guys can take this. In this conversation, between Greg online and you all on the phone, I'm jumping up and down here in my office because I'm getting so excited about this. But There's a couple of different directions you can take. First of all, I don't think anyone needs to be, you know, convinced of the importance of primary care. Maybe our medical students, and I appreciate the comment made earlier around how we're having fewer medical students going to primary care. So primary care as a delivery system the importance of that withstanding, I mean, everybody is going to continue to pay homage to primary care because we've got to have it as the largest platform of health care delivery. That's period. Number two, the second point, which I think you guys are starting to go in that direction, has to do with the role of family medicine as primary care providers. And so here's an idea, and this is just something I'd love, you know, some feedback on. If you think about the, the people who helped start family medicine back in the day, you know, I'm talking like Ian McWinney, Gene Farley, Ted Phillips, Gail Stevens, John Gaiman, all those guys. I mean, they're, they're still around. And if you want to really talk about the power of family medicine, you talk about continuity, you talk about families. So what happens if you got one of the, the founders of family medicine and you paired it up with a young gun, like any of you guys on the call, or like Jay Lee, or just somebody who's like the next generation of family medicine, who stands on the shoulders of those that came before and you take that a step further and you say, okay, you know, Dr. Phillips, this is who you saw as a patient, and you delivered, you know, this this child, and this child is now seen by the next-generation family doc. And you show how we take care of families, and I, and I like the notion of, you know, birth to grave, but I also like the notion of birth to grave to next birth to, uh, this is the third generation. I mean, my grandfather is a family doc, and he saw three generations of some families. And so I really think that you would be able to hit a home run if you could combine the history with the, the new hotness, and you were able to combine continuity with the story of the families that have experienced the, that care. If I could kiss you through the phone, I would right now. That just you—you you literally
1: just sparked an idea that I'm going to pitch. So keep going. No, I'm done. You, you pitch it. Um, what I was going to say is this: What if? What about this, guys um, and gals? Um, what if? <laughs> One of us, doesn't matter who, uh, went to Dale Stevens, and we have all now met him. Um, if, even if we had somebody like Jay do it, it doesn't matter who does it. But one of the younger generation goes to him, and we record a conversation between the two of them, a, a, a very non um, – and this doesn't have to be all of the video, but to make this part of it, a very um, informal conversation about them talking about um, the importance of those things and the sacredness of that relationship. Gail Stevens passing that along to, or whomever, it doesn't, I mean, he's just the one that I know personally now, um, but passing that along to somebody that's in that new and upcoming echelon um, and, and saying, you know, this is why we take care of people. This is what it's about. You know, I've, I've seen three generations of people. I've held the hands of the dying. I've, I've welcomed newborns into the world um, and taken care of their newborns when they were born as well. Uh, that idea of passing, not just passing the torch, but passing on that passion. That goes into being, you know, part of family medicine, and, and kind of maybe pull things out around that. Um, you know, Kirk you'd his, or not, Dang it! I keep doing it. Um, um, but the the idea in some of our early discussions was putting together a um, you know sort of overlay of whatever it is we're talking about over top of some of those scenes, um, and, and that might flow well with some of that discussion. Have them talking the entire time, but having other images, having those images of of you know, whether it's delivering babies or whatever.
0: All right. I, I, feel, I feel something happening here, kids. Uh, this, is, uh, no, this is good. This is good. Can't this is good. hear about the personal
3: problems, Mike.
0: I think, uh, well, there's a pill for it, and uh, <laughs> uh, I have to wait for you after the show to do that.
4: <laughs> I, I'd like to acknowledge uh, a, a very well-spoken random phone caller uh, in Ben Miller. It's amazing that our audience is so intelligent.
5: Thank you. I attribute my intelligence to people like you all, so thank you. I second that.
0: Are we still there? I think. I think we. <laughs> I think like we still our ball. the ball. Somebody got. Somebody dropped the ball. Where's the ball? Yeah. Darn Skype. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Someone, somebody start talking <laughs> as try uh, to get about something.
3: So, so you know, Tony, what when we start to have a sense of a concept that gets everybody on fire? What you know? Well, then what's next?
4: Outlines everybody's everybody's favorite everybody's favorite thing to do. Uh, you have you have a minute of warm up and a minute a minute of cool down, and then that leaves you with how many minutes? Well, it leaves you with eight minutes. So that's where the outline begins. If you have a ten minute if you have ten minutes to tell a story, you've got to fit it in so what where do you start? Obviously we know we're gonna stop you know we're looking we're looking to deliver this this message of the sacred nature of this relationship so and we're looking to have a conversation with a founder with the founder of the modern with some of the founders or one or more of the founders of the modern concept of family medicine so once you start that conversation, where are you headed with it by minute four? Uh, because once you hit minute four, you have to hit the peak, and then you have to head you have to head down to the handoff at minute at at minute eight, and then finish it up. So you tell me.
0: Okay, I am back now. I think <laughs> <laughs> I was I was verklempt. It was like just the moment right there. It was just like, a, wow. <laughs> um, so outlined yeah i think i think if we if, if if tony thinks we're there then uh, i think that's uh, maybe the next step to start talking about
4: i fully approve so do are we going to are we going to try to get are we going to try to get one of the one of the great mentors involved or are we going is that going to be is, are we going to hang our concept on that or are we going to try to come up with some alternative if we can't get them if we can't get them in short order Or are we just going to try to, what are we going to do?
3: Yeah, because (laughs) would we have to have a rough cut for post-production, Tony? Like, what would be the deadline?
4: That's right.
3: Uh, We have probably a week, you know, I
4: mean, if we push it hard um, and we have some third party doing it that we pay to do it, then we have a week, a week or two, we can probably get it through post in really good order. Um, If we have to do it ourselves, then, you know, it depends on how good the footage is and you might get it quicker you might you might need more time um depending upon what the concept the overall concept if it's just going to be cutting from one shot to another so the the what april is getting at i think is the composition is a critical making decisions about the composition is critical so when we go through this t- when we go through this timeline or this outline we'll ultimately have to make some decisions about what this film is going to look like because obviously film is a visual medium <laughs> so you have to begin to decide is it gonna be is it gonna be quick jump cuts? Is there gonna be some kind of graphical element that leads us through the story? What are we you know, what are we looking
0: to do?
3: So an outline
0: Kirk has a, a good question in the, uh, in the chat room. Um I guess from a technical standpoint, like he has a question of you know narration over a visual image of you know one of the the founding fathers or an actual interview um is there a preference is there one way that will be more impactful than another way um that's his question well
4: um video killed the radio star for a good reason right so we have um we have if we have the visual if we have the visuals and and we can get good visuals those visuals are going to be much more powerful than what would, than anything we can do with voiceover. But I'm not taking anything away from voiceover because, obviously, we've seen some very powerful voiceover. So it can be these – are, these are all tools in the toolbox. Um, and it's all – the way that you decide between voiceover and visuals, is, in my opinion, is a style choice. If you have a really strong video, you use really strong video if you need if you need something that where you're delivering something graphically you you need voiceover to to talk to people about what you're showing them
0: um, I think if we're doing
1: i think if we're doing an emotional appeal I think we need to probably steer clear some of the graphical stuff um it may be okay, but we're looking more at people um one of the things I was thinking about um if we started especially if we had the good footage like you said with the conversation, the two guys, the old guy and the young guy in street clothes, sitting there talking, or even if they're in white coats, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, You know, you got to have the visual denoting who they are. Um, But then use that as sort of a flashback jump cut, um, using other people to stand in, you know, different family positions doing different things, and overlay that so that you start out with conversation, they're talking, and then, as they're talking, you go to the jump cuts, but the conversation continues in the background
4: okay so you so you keep hearing that you keep hearing the same audio, but you see different you're seeing different visuals, so you're cutting away you're cutting away from from doctors talking to you know two doctors in a conversation about what it's like to provide this level of care, and then to this kind of care being delivered is that what you're talking yeah, about, or are we talking yeah. about something else? Yeah. Okay. No, that's exactly what I'm saying.
1: And and I think okay. to,
4: to go along with that, one of the other things that I'm thinking is that
1: it doesn't the idea is great and if we could get one of those guys to do it, that would be awesome. But with the time frame we're looking at it may be a lot harder. And having yeah. somebody you know, just having somebody that represents that, um somebody with you know, not not that gray haired people are old, but somebody with gray hair and a and a white coat is probably gonna be just as good a stand in for the general public as Gail Stevens would be.
4: Yeah, as long as they're as long as they're passionate and they and they you know they come off as being genuine, you're that's yeah. what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, okay. Uh I have this. Um I have a thirty minute speech of Dr. Gail Stevens from a meeting about three months ago. It's not you know, obviously it's not a conversation two way, but it is, you know, it is words, it is him at a podium and things and it's actual, you know, I mean it looks pretty decent. Um I mean that may be a substitute for a you know interview with a um, you know older generation and newer newer generation um physician um as another option. Sure. Agreed. So I mean, um, you know, I, I could, you know, I could send it to you. We'll, we'll, we'll work out the logistics. I mean, you can, I could send it to you, and you can, you can take a look at it. Um, but I, I do like this, I do like this idea and this concept. Um, it's just how can we, kind of, try to make it work with our time frame.
4: Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Is it possible? That's what, one that's of the resources comes in again. But go ahead. Go
2: ahead, Dr. Sorry.
3: One one of the things that um, Gary was uh, Jerry was talking about at the beginning was that you can repurpose other media. So if we had audio from one of Gail's speeches about family medicine, could we take could we, with permission, take out you know take out some of those phrases and put in visuals that we really feel, you know, enhance or add layers of meaning to what he's, what he's saying and maybe explain to people. Is is that a possibility that works within our time frame?
2: Should
4: be. technically technically, yes, um assuming uh, once again assuming permissions that's another thing that I think that might be helpful to your audience, Mike, is that you can't use people 's content without their permission unless it happens to be creative Commons content, uh, which I'm sure you are we're all familiar with in this group, but what that means is that it's freely available for your use, otherwise you can't just use somebody's material, so the getting of rights becomes a more com- becomes complicated, so that adds a layer of the time to get authorization from somebody who is busy and a prominent person often takes a while. So He's on Twitter. Oh, excellent. Is <laughs> he <laughs> hot on Twitter? How, how many tweets are we talking about?
2: <laughs>
4: they're, they're intermittent. He actually does quite a few. I mean, I, I've seen a few, not a ton. But. So we What's might get tweet? a reply. That would be cool. What's
0: his
5: Twitter? Um,
0: let, me, uh, let, let me bring uh, Ben back in. He has another idea here. What do you have, uh, Ben?
5: Yeah, sure. I, I love the way this conversation is going now, too. I think this is great, and especially using some brilliant words from someone like Dr. Stevens. And then con- conceptually, what, would, what I'm thinking of here is that what happens if you demonstrated visually through a video, like a single shot of a camera taking you know, a provider from room to room, and in each room, without a cutaway, you see every type of patient that you would see in primary care, and you start with the pregnant mom. And you move from the pregnant mom to the baby, and you go from the baby to the adolescent, the adolescent to the adult, and adult to the geriatric, and then you have the baby of the baby. I mean, you just show visually what continuity and what family medicine is really like. And then behind that, it's the powerful words of Dr. Stevens talking about the importance of family medicine, of comprehensiveness, of continuity, you know, and and then throw a couple of uh, quick pictures of Barbara Starfield in there, and I think you've got a home run. (laughs)
4: Uh, ben, ben, uh, ben, congratulations on being on being high concepts in Thank short you. order.
2: Uh,
4: uh, the uh, the thing, and it's that's good totally for, bring, cool. for Ben to bring this up. Absolutely, that's what this podcast is all about. Uh, <laughs> good for Ben to bring this up. So, which one of you doctors wants to go to your practice and get release forms from every person in the practice? <laughs> I have, I actually already have a release because when we shot our commercial, we had some people come in that were patients.
1: Um, so i already have I already have that standard release um interestingly enough, it's funny that we were talking about the pregnant mom. My wife is actually at thirty two weeks um and uh, so i bet i could I bet I could talk her into being the pregnant lady um
0: we'll see oh my gosh <laughs> the
1: The thing too though is, is that I could probably pull off the way our office is set up I could probably pull off a single shot um and then we'd have to, you know, without cuts, the big thing that we'd have to deal with is just the, the time frame. Um, and so having people ready to roll would be, um, you know, useful. I mean, I'm shooting, I, I would be shooting, I mean, I shot that footage that I had um, with my 4S, and so it shoots the 1080p, you know, YouTube version. And so that was good enough when they projected it. One of my earlier videos, they projected it at the Kentucky Academy meeting. I had no clue they were doing it. Um and uh it came across, you know, crystal clear at that size, so I'm thinking that it's probably gonna be sufficient. But um uh I you know, there there's I I, I am all for trying to make it happen. Um I, I bet I could yeah, probably it's, get it to
4: it is a it's an interesting concept. I think that um I think there are some technical difficulties that I should let you know about right now. <laughs> when you start moving the camera around um, sure. You have to have some special equipment to mount that camera on, so you've got to have a steady cam rig of some kind. Now, the good news yeah, is yeah. that, that steady cam rigs have gotten a lot less expensive for the audience, not so much for you guys. But steady cam has gotten less expensive, but it's not really easy to get a hold of. It's not like you go down to the Radio Shack and pick it up. You've got to figure out how to get it all done. Um, and you're going to move around, otherwise, you're going to get a, um, a really jerky documentary like effect. Um, that you've got to be really careful with, obviously, because people don't want to look at that for too long.
0: Okay. Well, Tony, let me, uh, let me let let me me ask you, Tony, because that, that's really going to drive this whole thing as far as, you know, w- what do you think our timelines uh, would be? Cause that's kind of going to drive as far as what we can do and how much we can do and what can be, you know, done and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, they said the deadline here is September 24, you know, which is, what, today's the 23rd, so we have 30 days or something like that.
4: Yeah, I think we have I think we have 2 weeks. I think we have 2 weeks and change to get a to get the footage and to get a rough cut so that we can so that we can begin getting a final cut ready for submission. Now, obviously that would be, you know, we're that's that's putting that's putting the most conservative timeline on it. Uh, I'm sure I can probably hear the screaming of a, of a thousand geeks saying that you can put this together in iMovie in ten minutes. <laughs> um However, however, you don't want to cut it down to the last minute. So, if you have extra time, if you press yourself and they're, therefore give you more margin, then you're going to end up in a safer situation where you're going to get a product that you're happier with than one that you just ran out of time. Right, and if we don't like the final product and it's we still have a week to go, that leaves us with a little wiggle room. Yes,
2: absolutely
0: um so with that type of timeline then um what, what would you think as far as you know you know how solid would a you know would we need to get an outline together how solid would the outline need to be um you know how rough can it be Can it be rougher like four or five days does it have to be solid pretty solid in seven days or ten days what what's your experience
4: i'd say we need to get a, if we're going to try to i, I very rarely like turn out work and the you know, finished work in a month's time. That's really unusual. Usually the planning process is several pre- months previous.
0: That's exactly
4: <laughs> so right. You can finish a project in a month once you start production, but you, you know, movies, major movies tip, have a typical line of about seven years of this kind of planning. Right. So that right. gives you a picture of what we're trying to achieve. It's kind of miraculous, but we're trying to do 10 minutes. So we're not, that's not completely insane. So, don't panic, but it it in is five days. I'm a doctor, days. not a movie maker. <laughs> right, Precisely. Uh, we've got about five days to get a good outline, I think, um, if we're going to be on schedule. So.
0: Okay. That's so Jerry, name. can we get an out, can we get an outline in five days? <laughs> I'll have an outline <laughs> by
1: tomorrow morning. Woo.
0: Okay. Wow.
4: I'd say that's a yes. That's a strong yes. <laughs>
1: um
0: okay, so so Tony, so as far as um, you know, time resources, people resources, you know, thought resources, what what other things are we, you know, um forgetting about or we have to pick up at this point as far as, you know, logistics?
4: The outline is gonna tell us the is gonna tell us a lot of a lot of it's going to answer a lot of those questions. Uh, once we have an outline and we understand what the script basically is going to look like, then we know what shots we've got to have. We'll we'll begin to know what shots we have to have to cover that. And if this ends up to be an unedited, um, an unedited eight minutes, eight or nine minutes, you know, eight minutes and change, fantastic. But we have to have planned, obviously, every second of that eight minutes plus. So that's where we're headed with this. So once we get an outline, then we get to a script, then we can know know what our prototypical doc is going to do for eight minutes and change.
0: Um, all right, all right. So, so, um, so Jerry and April, so I guess um, we're going to kind of start kind of a really rough type of outline, you know. Um, what, what, what are you guys kind of thinking at this point? I mean, we've kind of thrown out some concepts already, um, but uh, but you guys are great at just kind of just trying to put things together. Um, Jerry, what, what, what do you think? Like, get farce? a link to Gail Stevens,
3: uh, I would like to get yeah. a link to Gail Stevens' comments.
1: Yeah, I want to listen to that again while I'm doing the outline because that's going to really, if we're going to use that, that's going to influence how I see what we're doing. Um, the other thing that we could do, if you want to. April, if you want to take that and run with it and, and do the outline from that standpoint, I could also step back and say, well, what if we don't get Gail Stevens? What if we want to just have that prototypical, you know, old guy talking to a young guy? Um, and maybe we could throw in a few sound bites uh, from that uh, lecture. But, um, you, you know, do an outline from that standpoint and then look at both of them comparatively and say, hey, this is something we can pull off or, hey, this is you know, um, if we meld these two ideas together,
3: or whatever, that way we've got a couple
0: of different ways we can go with it. Okay. Sure. Uh, yeah, I have. I have. I
3: have, to his, be helpful.
0: I have his uh, comments. I I don't have his full uh, comments, but I have part of his comments on a YouTube video that I'll send both of you. Um, at least to kind of get started, and I'll kind of look at the rest of the uh, that video and see. Uh, what and we can I've do got for the a rest. lot of quotes from Twitter,
3: so. <laughs> And he's at G.G. Stevens on Twitter?
0: Yes.
2: Yep.
3: G.G. S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. And he's only got like 57 followers. So, And, and Tony, he's a Kansan. Awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All the best people, guys,
4: but you know that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh so we had some guys. Um, I actually, um, you know, being from Kentucky, I'm from the birthplace of family medicine. So, uh So he, in the background, Um, (laughs) being being from the birthplace of family medicine, he knew a lot of people that I not only trained with, but also people that were in uh, my general area. So that's actually how I got to meet him and talk to him, and it was just kind of a serendipitous thing. So it's actually really cool.
0: I have uh, eight minutes of a YouTube video. I'll put it in the, uh, I'll put it in the Facebook, our Facebook discussion here. So so that'll be a good starting point and. I'll look at the rest of it after after we finish here. Um let's see what else, what else, what else? What else what else we I'll throw it out to the group here. What what else are we forgetting at this point?
1: I I I think too deciding kind of how we're gonna pull in resources um and then just delegating that back out. I think that'll be after the outline, but I think that's the other big thing is just who's taking what piece.
0: Okay. okay okay so how do how uh, how comfortable do people feel at this point as far as um, where we're at and 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 Kirk's still in the chat room, uh Ben and Greg, Hily thank you for for joining us to them uh kirk will uh, I'll ask you two in the chat room just uh, type on in there if, if uh you think we should be if we're forgetting anything at this point um uh, uh, but how do people on the call here kind of feel as as where we're at with things uh, um following our discussion?
1: Coming into this, I thought we were probably just going to decide tonight that we weren't going to do it. Um, after our discussion, I think we've got an actual product that we may be able to put together that's got a decent chance of doing what we think we want to do. I,
3: I definitely think, I mean, I don't know if it's in terms of winning the contest or not, but I definitely think we have something that we could make that people would want to talk about and see and share.
4: Exactly.
3: And so that's actually
4: more important yeah. to me than the contest.
2: But, yeah.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely, I'm I'm in the same boat with Dr. Foreman. It's uh, it's all about delivering this message because I think it's a really important. These are really important messages for for
0: healthcare. Period. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, I I thought like you, like uh, yeah, this is a nice little game, and we can't do it, and like forget it. <laughs> 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 but we feel good that we tried. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well hey, we
4: we thought about doing it.
0: It's a thought that
4: counts, right, guys?
2: <laughs>
0: um, but, yeah, I, I agree with what's been said already. I mean, yeah, you know, I think the contest is secondary. And, and, and Jerry and I have talked on this show before about uh, family medicine marketing and messaging and, and uh, how we can start that process because we've been banging our heads against the wall because we can go in a million different directions. And I think this will be a good, if anything else, exercise to kind of at, at least get a product out there um, so at least Jerry and I can continue the conversation in our own community with with docs and say, hey, this is what we can do, and, and we challenge everybody else to do something, and 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 hopefully that will kind of get the ball rolling because you know everybody, everybody you know in, in you know family medicine is like, oh yeah, we should need you know, we need to do something more different, but nobody really comes together with any kind of ideas, and it's been very frustrating. And um, I, I'm really feeling hopeful after this uh, you know initial conversation, um, you know to kind of put something to really cool together.
3: Okay. Cool. It's
2: an exciting um, guess, subject. But an exciting subject matter.
0: Um, and I, I guess I guess the last thing is to kind of keep things on track. I mean, we should maybe have a follow up next week. Maybe maybe not something on a podcast here. Maybe you know if people are are, are plugged into Google Plus or something, maybe we can uh, get on video and, and yell at each other on video. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, and we'll, we'll discuss offline too, but maybe we can check in next week, uh, because today's Thursday. So I think, um, you know, um, Sunday or Monday would be, you know, four or five days from now. That's kind of our target. That's kind of our first kind of target and which I think we can hit, but, um, I think that's kind of our first target. And then maybe, uh, maybe we can have a, well, obviously not as much of a discussion, but maybe a quicker discussion next week, sometime on Google plus or something like that to kind of see where we're at with things. How's that sound with the group? That's great. All right. Um, anything else that we that we forgot here uh, this evening? Um, I keep asking that, but I mean, you know, I, I just want to make sure we're not forgetting anything. Uh, oh, thanks for your feedback, there, Kirk, in, in the chat room. Um, so yeah, he he uh, he also says um, opportunity to frame the discussion. So that's what he's saying. So thanks thanks for uh, hanging out for the whole show, there, uh, Kirk. I appreciate that, and uh, I know we'll probably be following you up with you afterward, but. Uh, um, any kind of final thoughts um, from the group uh, from Medabate? From let me let me start with uh, with Tony here. Is that as far as you know? Kind of your reaction to our little uh, exercise and discussion here this evening?
4: I think that we are. I think we're. I think we're on track for our production. But I really think you believe you you deserve. I believe that you deserve thanks for keeping for sort of carrying this torch of this kind of media uh, to this particular audience. Uh, you've been really been a pioneer in getting this done and I appreciate you, you bringing me in to help you and also you keeping on fighting the good fight. Thanks Mike.
0: Great, great. Um mm-hmm. April, uh, I, I know I'll be talking with you about uh, some other undisclosed stuff, uh but uh let me let me uh, check in with you and uh what was what's your reaction to our discussion here this evening? Uh
3: my reaction I'm sitting here, like I'm sitting here thinking about this, and just um, how grateful I am that that there are doctors who care enough about medicine and care enough about you know their patients and their community that they'll do things like you know being willing to do anything, including a podcast or a video, because I think that, that you know going outside the box about what makes you a good doctor and what helps you connect to patients is just um, I'm inspired by that, and so I'm just I have a goofy smile on my face. I wish you could see that, and um, I just feel hopeful.
0: And uh, Jerry Tolbert, my good friend and uh, compadre in crime, um, bring it home for us, buddy. <laughs> uh, what uh, what is your thoughts after our uh, very cool discussion here uh, this evening?
1: There were several times during this discussion um, that you know how you, you start talking about something and you get that catch in the back of your throat because you're so passionate about it. There were several times when that happened, and I think that I think that. We've got a group of people here that are passionate about getting this message out, regardless of of, of contests or you know, who's eventually gonna see it even. Um we, we have a message and we wanna talk about it and, and this just like you said, Mike, this is something that we the two of us have talked about on numerous occasions. We've talked about it with a bunch of other folks and this is the first time I think I've seen anything that even closely approximates doing something with it. And uh that that to me does everything um you know we've talked in the past about being the ones to do it and now we're actually the ones doing it so i i <laughs> I, I don't know i just i uh, just like you said i just like april said i've got a huge grin on my face right now just thinking about the the potential for this and what it could turn into
0: all right all right yeah i mean i just uh i i had um you know zero expectations coming into this uh this this call tonight and uh you know, I had a very rough outline as far as where I wanted the discussion to go, and, uh, you know, all of you very much came through um, and uh, um, did what I was hoping that was going to happen. And, uh, um, you know, I think, you know, uh, just like Tony said, you got to be cheesy sometimes, but I think something magical happened here, and I think, you know, we just got to carry this through, and especially with our short timelines and things, I know we can do it um but uh um I, I think you know this this project is really going to kick off something uh um in in the community that uh um i think is going to be very cool and uh um i'm, I'm glad that uh, all of us um and we've talked all offline as far as being innovators and doing cool things um i think this is one of them so um this is kind of just kind of the, the opening you know salvo or conversation uh, when when it uh, when it comes to things uh but as i close up the show here let me uh, let me thank my guests here again uh, Jerry Tolbert, uh, he is uh, the host of the uh, Here's to Your Health uh, podcast. Search for it on iTunes um, and he's starting a whole new season of shows. Uh, the first one is about noses and snot. So how's that for a tease? Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, that's good stuff. And uh, thank you to April Foreman. Uh, check her out um, at DocForeman.com and also docforeman Foreman um, on uh, Twitter. Uh, psychologist, educator, and featured speaker. Check out our website there. And uh, also, Tony Wood uh, from Midwest Computer Solutions. Check out uh, their website over there, MidwestCS.net, and on Twitter at ADWWW. Thank you so much for all for coming on. Uh, This has been such a a good time uh, for me here uh, this evening. Um, Thanks a lot, everybody. It's it's great, and uh, we'll we'll all uh, talk to you all very soon. Thanks, Mike. You too. Thanks. All right, uh, kids. Uh, That ends my show here uh, this evening. And, uh, you know, um, I think this is really cool. I think it's really cool what's happening here. Um, And uh, um, (laughs) I agree agree with Jerry. Uh, I didn't think anything was really going to (laughs) happen. Maybe I just underestimated things going on here, kids. But uh, uh, um, I I invite you to check out my website, FamilyMedicineRocks.com. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, Thanks again, everybody. Uh, 10,000 people follow me on Twitter. It's been a long road uh, to get that many followers. And and I know that uh, um, you're following me because hopefully I give you pretty good content out there. um, And I'll be updating this project as we go along. Um, and you know, uh, of course, yeah. You know, this is you know, this is you know, this is uh, kind of open source. You know, we're on we're on a short timeline, but if people have ideas, you can go to familymedicinerocks. dot com. Uh, you can go to Facebook. dot com slash fammedrocks and uh, um, have uh, some feedback there as well. Uh, this is going to be a really cool thing that that I think is really going to happen. Uh, so that ends my show here tonight. Uh, my show, my next show will be a Saturday night here on the Block Talk Radio Network. Uh, my co host Kat uh, will be uh, joining me again. And we'll be just kind of having a good time on a Saturday night, just talking about you know a lot of different fun type of stuff. So it's a, obviously a different flavor than this show, but still fun and exciting. And if you can't catch it live, you know you can uh, always uh, you know, uh, find it on the podcast. You know, subscribe to this show, Family Medicine Rocks, on iTunes, Um you can get and listen to it anytime. So thanks to the people in the chat room. Now thanks to um, uh, Ben Miller uh, for calling in and for his feedback. Thanks to Greg Masters. Also, thanks to uh, Kirk Ackerson in our chat room uh, listening for the entire show here this evening. Uh, all of you are the best. My name is Mike Savella. Hey, this is, just pay attention there out there, kids. Uh, something great is going to be happening here, and I hope all of you enjoy the ride. Good night from Northeastern Ohio. Have a good weekend, everybody. Have a good night. <laughs>